Broadcasting from the wine country in California, this is the Kick-Ass Relationship Show, where intimate secrets and modern advice for couples is shared to elevate your relationship to live sexier, happier, and have way more fun. We believe success in life is better when mixed with excitement and love. And now, here's your kick-ass relationship coach and best-selling author, Midori Verity. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fabulous episode. And today is going to be incredible. I have been anticipating this interview, and we are going to have so much fun. And there's going to be major transformation done today, here, right now. So let me just ask you, do you ever get to the point where you feel so overwhelmed, maybe stressed out or whatever, where you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. You almost get to this point where you're, where you're just kind of running around in circles, or at least I do this, where you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't get anything done. Today, our guest, and you guys who are watching right now, you can see Mr. Lovely Daniel Gutierrez. He is going to be helping us break through those challenges. He is one of the world's most sought after transformational leaders. And I feel so honored to have him here with me, but let's not get his head too big. (laughs) That's a concern, but it's going to be awesome. You guys make sure you have your paper and pen out because this is going to be very exciting and pivoting show today. But before we do that, Daniel, we're going to do our three minutes to thrive. So let me show you what this is all about. So we always start off every show with what I call three minutes to thrive. And Daniel is single right now. So we're going to help him try to not be single forever. And you so here is, here is what we're going to be doing today. We are talking, the topic of my three minutes to thrive today is tuning in to the crap your partner says about you. And what I mean by this is most of us have a tendency when our partner is telling us things such as you never listen to me, or you don't appreciate all I do, or you make me feel like poop. Any of this sound familiar? We often get defensive and we come up with all the reasons why it's not true. So what I want you to do today is to shift gears with that. I want you to kind of think a different way. What I first want you to do is not get defensive. I want you to open up your mind, but also here's what I want you to say. The next time you notice this is happening, this is what I want you to say to your partner or your kids or your boss or whoever it is. You ready, Daniel? You ready with your notes? Yeah. You may be right. You may be right. So start off with that. And that's going to make everyone's defenses go down and it's going to open you up to listen better. But then I have five more things. So you start with that. You may be right. And then the next thing that I want you to do is to simply take it in objectively. Listen to what they're saying because there probably is a huge amount of truth behind what they're saying. But because it is often said with emotion and in a way that makes us automatically defensive, we don't listen. So listen objectively. That's number one. Number two, I want you to ask open-ended questions such as, well, can you elaborate on this? What do you mean? So that takes us to number three, remain calm throughout the whole thing. When you're asking these questions, you want to make sure that you stay 
calm so they don't start getting defensive and that you're up, you're listening. We talk about this a lot that you need to keep your blood pressure down. Daniel Gutierrez used to be guilty of this and you want to keep your blood pressure down so you can think more objectively and you can keep your mind open to what they're saying. Number four, get examples from them. Ask them for examples of what they're talking about when, when you might be doing something that makes them upset. And then number five, ask for some remedies. If they have some suggestions for you of what, how, what you could do to change it and just be open to this. Make sense? That's it. So that's the three minutes to thrive. Next week, we're going to have another fabulous topic. And then of course, I will be posting this onto my Facebook page so that you can watch this. And it's at Midori Verity is my, is my handle on all my social media. So without further ado, we are going to officially bring Daniel Gutierrez onto the show. But let me tell you a little bit about Daniel. I already kind of mentioned a little bit. He went from a high-strung corporate executive to one of the most effective and sought-after transformational thought leaders. He's become known for giving life-altering strategies in as little as 60 seconds, and we're going to see that today, so make sure you guys stay on. We're going to see that in effect. And today, he's helping people break through the stuff that gets us stuck. So it doesn't matter what you're stuck in, in your career, with your kids, in your relationship, it's all the same. And he's going to show us how to get through those barriers that we sometimes have. And he's going to use his intuitive intuitive approach that um, has him being requested by Fortune 500 executives to regular peeps like me. As long as you can afford it, and I'm pretty confident I may not be able to afford it. So anyway, this is going to be a lot of fun. He is the author of multiple best-selling books. He's been in a movie, and he has been a White House advisor under Barack Obama, Obama, and basically he's an overall stud muffin, and we are so lucky to have him with us today. So welcome, Daniel. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, so tell us tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us how you became this transformational thought leader and where you came from. Well, you don't have that kind of time. <laughs> Make it short. Oh, okay. Make it short. Because it'll be the whole show. No, I know. I was born. No, I'm joking. So, you know, I'm going to start with um, where the the need to be high strung, the need to be stressful um, comes from. And, and, and I believe that it's something that our society teaches us that in order for us to have a value in our society, we must be successful. Uh, and that success mm -hmm. should come at whatever cost. In other words, it could be working long hours. It could be um, maybe not making it home in time and, and not seeing your kids. There's so many things that would cause um, that, that we sacrifice in order to reach for that, that high level uh, of success. And so I don't think I was any different than anyone else. I was taught, okay, follow the carrot, reach the carrot, grab the carrot, you're successful. The problem is, I'm painting a little picture for you, is that after a long time of being uh, busy, 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 and very successful, I would fly into New York City, for example. I'm in Los Angeles. I would fly into New York City. I would land at 6 in the morning, and I would have interviews every hour on the hour, except for lunch and dinner, and then I would go networking, and then I would finish about 2 in the morning, and then because it was ridiculous for me to get in a hotel, I would go back to the airport and sit in the chair till four in the morning, catch my flight and come back to Los Angeles. Now, 
that's nuts. The only people in the airport at JFK at three, four in the morning is me and the Zamboni. I mean, I would watch the guy go, and I'm like, can I do it? Please, I'm bored. And that was my life. And one day I was, I was on the 54th floor of a place called the Havana Club in New York City. It's, it's a very private club, exclusive. And uh, I'm up there and it's a snowy day and it's really sexy and the big snowflakes are coming down. And at the time I was smoking my cigar and drinking my expensive cognac and Al Sharpton's on this side and, a, and some baseball players on this side. I mean, it was just like, wow, I have arrived, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm just enjoying the ambiance when something hit me. And that was, I was absolutely empty. That I, there I was at the pinnacle, what I would call success and anyone that would die to be able to get into that club. And, and I was going, this is it. This is it. So in order to, to get here, I have to take you back just a little bit because a lot of people ask me, so how did you begin this process? So what, what even, how did you even have the nugget in your head to even get to this place where you are now? Well, in order to do that, I have to go back to 17 just for a minute. At the age of 17, I was a licensed Baptist minister. So at the age, <laughs> I knew that would shock you. What? So at the age of 17, I was already already speaking and delivering sermons to um, uh, churches of 2000. I mean, I, I was on fire. I mean, things were just like amazing. I went and studied Hebrew and Greek, studied the Bible forwards and backwards, and then woke up one day and said, okay, that's not for me either. So I left the ministry. However, that part of that connection to spirit, that connection to being as you call Zen, that connection to self always was there. I just didn't feed it. Right. And so fast forward to that place where I am at the 54th floor of, of this posh uh, restaurant. And all of a sudden it hits me. How do I get back to 17? And that's kind of the beginning of this new journey I'm on to find peace and tranquility, to find, find that radical mindfulness in our day every single day, uh, even amongst the craziness of the world, right? Even the craziness. Right of this world. So I don't know if I explained it all, but that's, that's a little bit of it. I know I shocked you in a couple of places. <laughs> you, you did shock me and I didn't think I could be shocked by you, but <laughs> apparently, so, you know, I hear that a lot. And a lot of the people that I work with, a lot of the couples are very successful. You know, one partner is very, very successful. So I hear this a lot that they get to this point where they're just feeling almost empty. You know, they've worked so long and they feel like, wow, don't you recognize that I'm doing all this work? It's kind of like what we were talking about in the three minutes to thrive. Yeah. Don't you appreciate what I have done because I've done it for us and they feel empty. Their partner's pissed because they're always working, right? Mm -hmm. There's, they get disconnected. So it's interesting to hear you talk about that, that that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Well, they struggle and with it because they're addicted. And they're addicted to what I call probably the most acceptable addiction in the world. That's stress. That, that, mm -hmm. that when you get to a place where your body is producing chemicals, it needs that stress, just like it would working out. Then you don't even know that you're being ran by the addiction. You're, I mean, we even wear stress as a badge of honor. I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. And, and that really is becomes the stimulant by which we ourselves are motivated by. So there's all kinds of stimulants in our world. But the, the ones that are very, very difficult to manage are fear and stress because they're un, undetected to anyone else unless you show them on the outside. And by the time you do show them on the outside, you're in a hospital with a heart attack, right? So, this, this is, so when a person is in that position where they're working hard 
I'll give you an example. This happened just, I was just in Baltimore and this guy was with his badge of honor was telling me, Oh my gosh, I got to see my, my daughter for five minutes right before she, he was telling me the whole story. Like it was this great story. I got on the train. I got up at three in the morning to make it into the city so I could see her. And, and she's walking into school and I'm going, hi baby. And I'm letting her know I care and I'm there. And I said, dude, you are missing the boat. He goes, yeah, but I'm doing all the work so she'll have a wonderful life. I said, you're doing all this work so that she can forget you later. I said, see, at the end of the day, we convince ourselves that somehow we have to do all this work. We have to, because we're addicted to the stress that comes along with it. We're addicted to the fear that comes along with it. And goodness gracious, what would happen if that wasn't there. And that was kind of the journey of my life. All of a sudden it wasn't there. I walked away for the second time in my career from a successful career and said, how do I get to a place where I can have this peace and tranquility, this radical mindfulness and not be in the rat race, not be. And if I'm in the rat race, that I'm mindful of where I'm at, that I'm not just running and running and running and running. And that's the key. That's the key that you just said is that you're aware of it because you know you still want to be successful you and i were talking Absolutely. earlier today that you still want that success but i think it's we get that's a comfort zone right the stress being busy constantly even though we may feel like oh gosh i wish my life wasn't so stressful we can think that but it's a comfort zone we're used to it we feel attached to it in some way so what I like about what Daniel has done is that he went from that craziness and that stress and he mindfully, he keeps talking about this radical mindfulness and we're going to go there in just a second, but he mindfully chose to change that, but yet he still wants to be successful. So it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to let that go. No. You can still be successful, but just shift it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think even today, I mean, I've had a crazy week. I was in Baltimore and I'm heading out to Phoenix and then I'm going back to New York I think that life is, for all practical purpose, a, a great opportunity for me to slip back into that stressful situation and build that adrenaline up, that adrenaline that that I used to get. I mean, I, there was a movie once that came out. And I, who was the? I'm trying to remember the guy. I can see his face. Married that Italian model, um, uh, George Clooney, about uh, airplanes and getting the miles. You know, I think it was called Super <laughs> Miles. And I was that guy. I was like, I want to get more miles. I want to get my million miles, right? And I mean, how crazy! But this time. As I'm flying around, I even post on my social media, you know, when you're walking down the runway to get on the plane, after you finally get to through, you know, her getting your ticket, you get through and, and then it's jammed up. I don't know why everybody's in a hurry. It's jammed up in the, in the, the, the hallway up to the plane. I, I wrote the other day, what a great place to be mindful and just slow down. You don't have to run all the time. However, that's not, again, it's a social condition of our country, it's a social condition around the world that stress is okay and it's killing us. It's killing mm -hmm. us every day and it's killing your marriages and it's killing your relationships and it's killing your relationship with your children. Uh, and, and we have the capacity to stop. And you said something that's very important. We don't have to get out of the, of, of the game of life, but what a sad thing if the game of life is shortened because you didn't stop and learn to control your stress. Uh, and I have friends that, that are high powered people that have had strokes, heart attacks and died. And they did because they didn't know how to stop. So that's really what this is all about. 
I have chills because of that because I encounter this every day. I see it all the time and you can talk till you're blue, but people sometimes have to get pushed to that point of a huge scare to get them to finally change. And it's, and it's so saddening to me, but that's, so let's talk a little bit about your book, um, radical mindfulness, which he has just so eloquently peppered into this interview so far, but let's, let's talk about that. Cause I know it's coming out. So tell us more, you've talked about the concept, but talk to us more about how, what we can do, what, what, what the concept of mindfulness means. Okay. We hear it all the time. It's a buzzword, but also what we can do to incorporate it more into our lives. Uh, I'm glad you said buzzword because I want to, I want to, I want to kind of clarify something for the world because we're talking to the world. We are. <laughs> So here's the deal. People say that this is the flavor of the month, mindfulness. It's on commercials. I mean, even the car people are using it in their car ads. You know, it's just a, it's a really posh thing to say. But on the other end of the spectrum, when has self-care been flavor of the month? Self-care, is, if it's authentic self-care, then it's something that shouldn't be flavor of the month. It should be life-altering. And that's something that, that we have to change our perception about. And it's something that I'm working on in, in corporate to say, hey, this is really about authentic self-love, self-care that I'm talking about. And, and when does that become a trend? It's not a trend. It's something that we should be doing regardless of the trend, right? I mean, even Time Magazine has a big article right now, a big magazine that says mindfulness on the front, right? So mindfulness, what does it mean? Very simply, being present being aware of your surroundings. That's it, nothing fancy. It's learning to be present. It's learning to be mindful of the things around you. And I'll give you an example. I recently did an event uh, at a corporate office and it, they had this gorgeous yellow tree as you walk on the campus. And I was just like standing there looking at it going, it, could it get any yellow? I mean, it was beautiful. It was like almost like it was painted in front of me for that moment. And so when I got inside, I thought, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So I opened over 400 people, uh, corporate employees, and I said, who can tell me one of the most powerful images here? I was trying not to give it away, here. And out of 400 people, no one could answer the question. I said, who saw the tree as you drove into your campus and everyone has to pass it to park? Who saw it? Nobody. Well, that means they're not present, right? So mindfulness is getting, is getting in the present moment. That's the beginning. Mindfulness includes yoga. You go to do yoga. You do uh, meditation. You do uh, mindful eating. There's all kinds of things you can do. Radical mm -hmm. mindfulness is the practice of that. Radical mindfulness means that you're actually, when you're put into a stressful situation, that you're acting on your practice of mindfulness. If you go do yoga and you say you're mindful, doing your thing, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you do, and you go take a shower and get it all printed up and get in your car, someone cuts you off and your fingers start flying, you have no practice. <laughs> you have no oh, practice. That's you the test? That's, that's the, the test, test right? <laughs> hey, I fail it too. So at the end of the day, that's, that's not being radically mindful. You may have been mindful for 30 minutes, but in order to really bring, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a little test. Everyone nowadays has a watch that has a heart rate on it. Check your mm -hmm. heart rate and go to the internet and check to see where you're supposed to be based on your age and weight. And if it's high, you got a problem. 
And I, I will look down from time to time and say, how am I like, is my temperature going up? Is there, and I'll look down and if my, if my heart rate, like it is right now, because I'm speaking is higher than it normally is when it's resting, I've got a problem. And this is a way that you can actually measure on your wrist where you are at. And if you're not calm, then your heart rate's up. And if you are, it doesn't lie. You can't fake yeah. it. You either breathe in or dead. It's going to tell you what's going on. <laughs> you're almost dead. You're almost dead, right? You're either pushing it too far. So this is just a, a quick check. And everybody has it. Even all the phones, if you hold them, will give you that information. So yeah. anyway, radical mindfulness is the practice of mindfulness on a moment-by-moment -moment basis focused on a current intentionality followed by commitment. Whew, that's a lot to say. That's a lot to say. Okay, so hold on a second. So I know that you're super zen. And I, you know, let me just tell you all a little bit about how Daniel and I met. We met at a, at a, I guess, a mastermind. And I was volunteering at one point for this big event that or like kind of a party that we were hosting. And I'm very used to parties. I'm very comfortable with it. The more people, the better. It's just natural for me. And Daniel came out side where we because I was a welcome committee he came outside and he stood there and he said I have to be out here I need to get away from these people from all these people because if one more person wants to introduce me to someone I'm gonna punch somebody and so I hope you don't mind me saying this but you know you came on my show it's so, all good it's all good I'm talking about you too no. I know that's all good okay so let me let me tell you why I'm telling this story is that for me, I'm okay with all this chaos. I'm just so used to it. But you have gotten to a point where I saw that I saw this kind of this kind of tension with people who are more zen. They don't like being in those those really kind of chaotic, um, noisy places. And so you just kind of knew that you needed to chill out. Of course, I wanted to drag you back in and see you fight, but you wouldn't go. Yeah. But um, didn't take one for the team. But anyway, you, have you always been like that, Daniel? Where no, you can just kind I, of I would, I would have been in the middle of that causing all the ruckus. I mean, it would have been like, you, you don't know me. Look at me. Ah, right. Go, 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 go. Um, so I'm not always been that way. And the decision there, because I was about to explode, I just couldn't. It, it was a small room with a lot of people and a lot of energy um, and everyone vying to see who was the greatest you know, which mm -hmm. is fine. That's networking. But for me, I made a choice. Either I could get to a point where I could no longer unwind and, 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 and just be stressed, or I could walk outside and take a break and get away from it and allow myself to decompress a little bit. And I, and I think that's the, the choice that we have. See, a lot of people would have stayed in that. And, and for whatever reason, whatever excuse or whatever they, uh, obligation they felt, they would have stayed connected in there, even though it was it was literally uh, difficult for them to handle. Uh, for mm -hmm. me, it was just like, you know what? I I've had enough. I'm going to go outside because my well-being is important. And I knew I had to drive an hour and a half back. And the last thing I wanted to do, this is what people do. They get stressed out and then they go, get behind a wheel. Then they have road rage and do crazy stuff and fingers go flying, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, So my goal was let me decompress a little bit before I get behind the wheel so that when I drive home, because I had an hour and a half ride, that I would enjoy my ride home, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty crazy moment, but I've not always been that way. It's a practice. It's not, it, it's, it's, 
making little steps along the journey. I mean, you know, even asking the questions, you know, am I spiritual? Am I not spiritual? Am I Casper? Whatever, you know, what, what am I? You know, uh, this is why I tell people 60 seconds. If you can just breathe for 60 seconds, I mean, think about it. We can't even sit at a red light without losing our minds. I mean, think about the last time you watched YouTube. It says five seconds, you can click here. We can't wait. I mean, three seconds and we're already, we're clicking. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not sitting here for three seconds. Nope, click. We don't even watch. The poor little thing doesn't even get to one second. We didn't even watch the commercial because we're so, right. we're so, just so needing to be moving. And so I teach people to say, look, not everyone's going to do what I did. I went to the Himalayans and I studied with the monks. I went to Peru and studied with, with the shamans. You know, I did those things so you didn't have to, right? Because not everyone's going to do that. Not everyone cares. And, you know, people may not like bugs in their hair and all that stuff. Well, I don't have hair, but if you had hair, you know, that that's 60 seconds. All you have to do to be radically mindful is take just 60 seconds to breathe and then maybe do it again later in the day. And before you know it, you're actually meditating, not medicating, meditating. I just want to make sure I get that yes. right. Yeah, you're in the wine country. So <laughs> I, know, I know what happens out there. So, <laughs> so, so all I'm saying is, is give yourself a little bit of time. What does that do? Oh, my gosh. I can guarantee you most of you watching this show right now are holding your breath. I guarantee stop, Just stop. Stop. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> that should feel orgasmic. I mean, really, because you don't breathe. We hold our breath. We hold our breath. And that's a problem because if our brain doesn't get any oxygen, then it has less ability to function. And if it doesn't function, couples, that's how we get into fights because we're not allowing ourselves to decompress before we start yelling at each other. And then afterward, it's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. And, you know, V-O-R-C-E, uh -huh. you know, you go down the road. So. That regret wheel. Okay, so you brought up the 60-second thing and just a minute ago about being able to help people with breakthroughs. And you're kind of known for this, Daniel, for someone who's stuck or having some kind of challenge. You can, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. We're going to see oh, yeah. it right now because I have a caller on the phone and I'm so oh, excited. This Bring Huh? You ready? Are you ready? Yeah, bring them in. Yeah. Okay. So let me just tell you all what's going to happen right here. So we're bringing on our caller. Daniel's going to ask, I don't know what you're going to ask him, but he's going to go through a little exercise with him and help him break through whatever his challenge is. And I believe his name is James. Is that right? James, are you here with us? Yes, I am. Okay. There he is. Hi, James. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, James. Yeah. Um, hello. It's, uh, it's been very interesting listening and, uh, I'm I'm uh, really anxious. Oh. Anxious. Well, that's he's the first probably not question. breathing. Yeah. he's probably not breathing. You check your pulse. James, James breathe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay, so Daniel, go ahead. You, you, all right, all right. So, James, what, what's going on? What's tell me what's going well, on? Well, I have this. I have this great fear. I'm I'm at a point in my life, 50 years old, where um, I really have been doing uh, own my company for 25 years, and I'm. I'm I'm fearful of selling it, and I'm uh, a lot of the um, operations of the company is stressful. Um, so I'm stressed a little bit about the company and fearful about letting go and letting my lifestyle go. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my hang-up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so your hang-up is not about the business. 
Your hang up, it sounds like it's about, that's kind of the, the end result. The hang up is about your age. It's the first thing you said. You, you started out with, I'm 50. And, and I understand that because I'm 54, right? And what happens uh -huh. with people is when, when they get to whatever number, it could be 40s. I mean, it could be a young person hitting their 20s. It could be someone hitting their 70s, right? Uh, at, what ends right. up happening is that we end up making up stories about what 50 looks like. So what does 50 look like to you? Not what you're living. What does it look like as a child growing up? I mean, think about that. What does 50 look like to you? Well, 50 didn't look like this 25 years ago. Oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what does it look like to you? Yeah, 50, um, 50 is the new what, 20? What it looks like to me is what you've been talking about earlier about, about my health. And I think that where I'm at in my life and my age, that if I keep doing what I'm doing, it's it's not going to be good for my health right and okay, um, so. the fear the fear comes in for me is what do i do next my gosh i'm 50 years old so what my age looks like is is the beginning of the road and the end of the road at the same time the end like there's no more like what do you mean by end well i'm, I'm so fearful and is the fear that i'm so Got fearful it. about what's next if i give this up okay so I'll tell you where your fear is coming from, which is causing the stress, which is which obviously can cause to have us to have uh, physical and mental problems. Is that there are two places that we go to? There's 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 three kinds of thoughts. There's the present, the past, and the future. There's three kinds of thoughts. Where do you think you live? I live in the present, no question. You live in the present, but you're fearful. So where does fear live? Yeah. Fear is, 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 the, is, is the future. Yeah, yeah, it is the future. So you can't be present if you're worried about the future. It's impossible. See what I'm saying? Did you get that? I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can't get past it. I can't get past the present to get to yeah. the future. <laughs> no, but you're not in the present. You're in the future. Because to be in the future is to, is to say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen to my business. I don't know if I'm going to have an income. I'm not going to find Okay, I what's, see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? What's true about right yeah. now? What's true about right now? Right here in this moment, what is so true about this moment? If you're mindful in the moment, what is true about James right now? Because I'm not happy. Okay. I'm you're not, not happy I'm because not you're living a life, in the I'm not living the life I want to live. Okay, that's that may be true too. But you're but you're fifty, you're fifty, and you're present. And if you allow yourself to do just do one thing, that every time you start to get fearful, or you first of all, ask yourself this question: If you're feeling anxiety or stress, ask yourself this question: Where am I? And you can't be present if you're stressed because that doesn't happen. You're you're. All of us get stressed when we start to think about the past, maybe relationships or whatever, or we get caught up in the future about what's going to happen tomorrow. But the truth is, is that right here in this present moment, James, right now you're 50 and you're successful and you have a business and you're doing this business and you've been doing it for 25 years. And we don't know. I don't know if I'm not going to get hit by a bus later on today. So why would I get myself concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow? If my task is to, is to stay present in the present moment. So when you feel stress and you start going down the rabbit hole like you just did, I want you to do something. Just stop and do it right now. Just take a deep breath. I want to hear you. 
<sighs> okay. How did yes. that feel? It feels great. Do it again. Yeah. Now, if you could do that for 60 good. seconds and bring yourself back, this is what's called a practice, is that you just, you don't have to do nothing fancy. You have to put on a white suit. You don't have to cross your legs and do I Dream of Genie. You don't do any of that. All you have to do is stop and, and just, you know, if you're driving. I mean, I was walking through the airport the other day, and it was getting stressful because people were just, like, running. And all of a sudden, I realized what was happening, and I just stopped right in front of everybody was walking by and still, you know, I'm blocking the way, and I just had to stop and just take a deep breath. Right there, right in the middle of the airport. I just said, you know what? I need to stop right now. And I took a deep breath. And then the next thing I realized, I was noticing the trees inside the airport. And yeah, there's some crazy people in this world. So James, what I want you to practice is not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. It will get here. And appreciate the fact that you are 50. What a beautiful thing. Someone right now in this very moment is taking their last breath. Fortunately, it's not you. That make any sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I love that it's tangible. It's 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 uh it's something I can see and feel and that that's important for me to Just get breathe. Where, Just breathe. Get there. I know it's it sounds so simple, but I realize it's very difficult. Right? And don't beat yourself up if you forget. Just just stop. Just just have a little Dan on your shoulder the next time you start to think about what am I going to do with my life? Because here's the powerful thing. If you stay present, I'm clear about this. If you stay present and you can breathe through this and keep yourself in the in the in the present moment, how do you know you can't sell your business if you have the life you want? You're already you're already giving it up. You're not even giving it a chance. Stay present. Stay present. Be radically mindful right. by practicing that over and over again. And maybe, and I'll give you an example. I had a client who came to me. She wanted to sell her business for $500,000. And I said, nah. She goes, what? I said, let's do $1.3 million. She goes, never. I said, that's all right. We sold it for $1.3 million. So what was the wow. difference? I had a teacher to look at the possibility of what's possible instead of not what's possible. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no. for sure. It Can doesn't to me. No? What do you mean? I want you to elaborate on that. About on what? On possibility. How, what do you mean? Think about what's possible. Well, what what she was already saying was her business was only worth five hundred thousand dollars, and I said let's go one point three because I had an intuitive hit. I said I think one point three would be the number. She goes, yeah, whatever. Well, she was stuck in believing that because she didn't realize her business was worth more. She didn't she didn't see that possibility. So I said let's look at the possibility of it being one point three, and if we're lucky, we'll hit somewhere in the middle. But we mm -hmm. sold it for $1.3 million, and we sold it with her getting a $175,000 salary, got her a big title for two years, and, and it was just and a big signing bonus. So she didn't see all that because she was thinking the same thing that James was thinking. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to my business? Where's it going to go? Am I going to be poor? What's going to happen next? That's where stress comes from. What's my boss going to think? I'm not going to have the presentation done. What's my wife going to think? I'm working late again. What's my husband going to think? I didn't clean the house. Well, why don't we just play it out and see what happens? And then if he is mad, she's mad, then we can say, ooh, they're mad. And that will be a fact. The rest of it is speculation. And we, and, and we get our blood pressure up on speculation. It doesn't make any sense. So I, I tell clients all the time, well, like today is what? Today is what? Uh, like the ninth of the day? November 1st. November, oh, look at me. So November 1st. And, and, and a client says to me, it's November 1st. I can't pay the rent. I said, today? No, next month. I'm not going to be able to pay the rent. I'm out of money. Next month? December 1st? They go, yeah. Oh. I said, great. 
Well, when we get to December 1st, we'll worry about that together. And I'll tell you, you're screwed. You can't pay it then. But you got a whole month. You got a whole month to do something different. And you're going to worry about December 1st on November 1st? This is what we do. We get so far ahead that we enable ourselves to do anything in the present moment. The only power we have as, as human beings is in the one we're sitting in now. This is where we make decisions to stay or go. Decisions to sell or not sell. Decisions to close a deal or not close a deal. It's in this moment. Decision to call a client or not call a client. It's in this moment, not the one that's coming, not the one that passed. And if I stay yeah. radically mindful in the moment, I can make decisions yeah. that will impact my future that will make things look better than they do in the present moment. It it's makes sense. I, I clearly know now that I'm in the future. I'm, I'm definitely set in the future and not. Yeah. In the you're, you're, so you already bad. sold your business and living on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are you? So I can come bring you some money. And bring you, you're already sold your business and living on the streets. What kind of lifestyle am I going to have? I don't know. Go, go live on the streets if you like it. You don't have to go there. you got a business for 25 years. It's worth something if you believe that. Right. Okay, so I have to ask some questions here. I have to ask ask you some questions, Daniel. And and James, this is for your benefit too, but I, I see a lot of people where, okay, so you stay present. I understand this concept because I've heard it so many times. Don't stay in the past where, you know, we have these recordings in our head um, or the future. So you're talking about just being radically mindful. So if I'm thinking of selling my business, if I'm thinking uh, that I want to go on a date with this person, how, what do you mean? So you stay present, but how is that going to become clear what I'm supposed to do? Well, because we, this is where I was talking about the addiction of stress. We're so used to harboring stress that we don't even know. It's like a fish out of water. It doesn't know it's out of water until you throw it on land. Then it starts flopping around going, this ain't cool. I'm going to die. Right? Well, we don't know without stress what to do with our lives. So we create and we self-sabotage our lives through this thing called stress and fear and create stuff that it's, I call it self-inflicted. We, we self-inflict and possibilities that don't exist by not staying present. When you're present and you breathe, very simple, and you breathe and you get present, in that moment, you clear your mind of all these other possibilities that aren't real. They're not real. They're made up. How do you know you're, gonna, you're not you're going to be homeless? How do you know you're not going to have a good lifestyle? You don't. But I can guarantee if you keep doing that, by the time you do sell your business, you will absolutely get what you were thinking because that's the energy you put into it. That's, what, that's why the practice is so important. The practice is saying, it's stopping and going, whoa, 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 where am I headed right now? Why am I so stressed out? Why is my heart beating? Because she might say no when I call her on a date. Okay, but you haven't called her, so how would you know? So what's going to happen is you're going to keep thinking about that. When you do call her, you're going to fumble your words. She's going to say, I don't want to go out with this moron. And you're going to go, see, I knew it. But you created that. So if you're calm and you say, okay, I don't know if she's going to go out with me or not. I'm just going to go ahead and just stay in, stay in this space. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to be calm. I'm going to call her up. And, and that energy transfers from one human to the next. Nobody wants to go out with some stressed out person. They just don't. You know, have you ever, I mean, seriously, I mean, those of you that are out there dating or even even with friends, you know, when you pick up the phone, somebody's stressed out, you can just <sighs> like, Oh no, here it comes. Right. Right here. They're not uh-huh. present. And they're going to throw up all over you. Right. So being present is important because it literally does so many things. It's good for your brain. It's good for stress. It's good for your heart rate. 
It's good for your health. It is good to be mindfully present and so radically mindful that you recognize it. Now, does that mean perfect? No. I'm talking about progress, not perfection. Because I have to do it too. I get wound up. I get wound up. I mean, seriously, I'm a type A personality. And I've gone from, you know, I still am that way, but I don't allow that to run away with me. I don't run away with this idea of what's going to happen. I just go, well, let's just check it out. And if it happens, well, then we'll make a decision when it happens. 98% of the time, we, we fear things that never come to pass, yet it has a huge impact on our health. Huge. Yeah. James, do you have more questions for, for Daniel? No, I, I don't have any more questions. I'm really intrigued by, by the mechanism and trying to, get to my, trying to get myself to be in the present instead of worrying about the future all the time. Yeah, so I'm excited you know, about beginning a process of, of, of doing that. And it's natural. It's natural to go where you're at because we've been taught that all our lives. Mm -hmm. It's to worry. Mm -hmm. Our parents said, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough this. We don't have that. It, so it is a fish out of water for a while. But I promise you, James, if you even just practice it today and just do a little bit of it and just notice when you're, when you're starting to veer off into the future that you just stop and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So here, here's another way you can get present. So when, and if you're driving, don't do this. So when you are feeling the stress of, of your life, close your eyes and then open them. Like close them and take a deep breath and then open them. And whatever you see first, whether it's a computer, whether it's a dog, whether it's a tree, be really grateful that that tree's there. Really see it. Really see what's in front of you. That's being present. And you'll be amazed what shows up around you. Be amazed. Yes, excellent. I love it. I love Thank it. you, James. Okay, Thanks for great. being Thank here, James. That was I a great it. question. You, You're welcome. So that was a great little exercise that you just did, that you just offered where you close your eyes and you open them again. But I think also for a lot of people, just like you mentioned, we have been a certain way all our life. And so when you say stay present, be mindful, do this, do that, it's a practice. It doesn't just happen overnight. You have to keep doing it. It will happen quicker than you think, but you have to keep practicing it. So for those who feel, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is that for those who feel discouraged, who feel like, oh my God, I, I can't do it. I keep trying. I'm doing this mindful thing. I'm closing my eyes. I'm breathing. I'm opening my eyes and it's not working. It's a practice and you just have to yes. keep and it will start to happen. All of a sudden you'll be like, oh, I'm calmer. And the reason why I know this is because I used to be like James. I used to be freaked out over everything. I had so much stress. You talked about, I don't know if it was during the show or if it was before Daniel, you talked about those chemicals that are released yeah, in our body. Right. That we naturally produce. I was so stressed out at one time that I had just one drink and I can drink. I only had one drink and my tongue swelled up. It sounded like I had had like a whole giant bottle of something. And it was my chemicals, in my body reacting. Yeah. And my body was so freaked out. But that was the first time I really kind of noticed something that was so present. It was like, Oh my God, what did I do? But, but it is a practice. And so I, I that's why I can say, it's easy to hear it, but it's another thing to actually feel it. But the more you practice, the more that it will happen for you. So, yeah, but breathing should be instant, just like when I said, take a deep breath. I mean, like really from your yeah. lungs, like 
you should feel the tension in your shoulders less than, I mean, that's something you can feel. And, and even before you get in an argument with your significant other, you know, before you go in that room to let them have it, if you really want peace and tranquility in your house, take a deep breath. And I promise you that you will be a different person walking in there because the, the tension's building, the tension's building, the tension's building, the tension's building, and there's no outlet. And so naturally it ends up being a big fight, a big blowout, as they say, and then there's no, there, that, that, that doesn't work. I mean, I think people can disagree and have a good argument, but they don't need to attack each other. And we start attacking each other when we're in fight or flight. So if you take that deep breath before you walk into the room or, um, Step out. If you say, you know what, let me step out of the room for just a minute, right back, and just go out and take a deep breath, and then come back. I know that sounds hard to do, but it's possible. What we're talking about here mm -hmm. is what you said. It's a practice. It's not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but we can we can um, kind of compare it to athletes. You know, um, athletes, uh, quarterbacks especially, practice in their mind's eye and physically throwing the ball so many times that when they actually do it, they're not surprised. Why? Because they practice it so many times that their entire body goes along with it, that it's, it's a body memory. Right now, everyone watching the show, the majority of you, your body memory is stress. It's automatic. The endorphins are set off, and all of a sudden you're there. And then we go to the opposite uh, part of that. And so we find a way to medicate that through drugs or alcohol. And drugs, I mean like opiates, you know, painkillers, whatever. And and then that becomes a problem because now we need that to, to unstress us. If you, did, if you were able to de-stress yourself and then have a glass of wine, you would appreciate that glass of wine a lot more than you would have before. Yeah. Because before you, you de-stress, you're drinking it for a purpose. You're not drinking it for the sake of drinking wine. You're drinking it to, to stimulate or de-stimulate your situation. I don't there's nothing wrong with drinking. I ain't got a problem with it. What I'm saying is when it is the, op, the, the latter of the two, is when you're dependent on that to, to bring you down. You should be there already on your own. And that's hard too. I get it. This is not easy. I know. I was there. I was there. I was in that space. And I still get stressed out and I still get pushed to the limit. But I move myself back into a place of, of peace and tranquility a lot faster. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't and I call it your, your, your mental toolbox. You put that in your mental toolbox that next time you feel that stress and that anxiety or someone cuts you off, you remember, oh yeah, I need to breathe. I need yeah. to breathe. Just as simple as that. Let me give okay, you another right tool. Now, Let me give you another tool. Let me give okay, you a tool. Another tool that can help you de-stress is our strongest sense is smell. And we don't use it. No one even teaches it. Our strongest sense is smell. So if when you're in that space where you're actually have time to breathe and just, and you're really making an attempt to be peace, to be peaceful, to be mindful, burn your favorite scent, lavender, peppermint, minus Palo Santo. It's sacred wood that I bring from South America and I burn it all day long. Why do I burn that? Because eventually the neurons in your brain start to shift from stress to peace. And whenever you have that fragrance around you, it will automatically trigger you back into peace and tranquility. It's a most powerful thing you can do. And, and, and so I carry the Palo Santo oil because I can't always be burning wood in the middle of a hotel. You know, mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll put the oil in my hand. And as soon as I get that to my nose, my body just relaxes instantly because I've taught it to relax when, when that sense around. It's something we can all do. And we all have a fragrance we like. It used to be vanilla. Then I went to, you know, this and that. But now it's Palo Santo. So 
do the breathing exercise I told you for 60 seconds and burn something while you're doing it. And then take that fragrance with you. And if you can't seem to get yourself to, to, to calm yourself down or de-stress, I promise you, you'll freak out. As soon as you open that scent, your brain will start going, oh, it's time to de-stress. And you will automatically de-stress. Yeah. I think of lavender. Like when you go yeah. get a massage or you go to yeah. the spa, there's always that scent of lavender. And so that's the yeah, way but that... see, see what it did? It brought you right back to the spa. It's exactly what I'm talking about. That's where I should be right now. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So Daniel, we're shifting gears right now. Ah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm shifting. We're going to um, play a little game Uh-oh. and it's called truth or truth. And it's so much fun. Have you ever seen this? Have you ever played this before? No. no. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get started right now. And here's the rule. There are no passes. You have to answer each question totally, completely, authentically honest. And like I said, there's no passes. Okay. So the first question, you ready? Well, that was our music. That's our official game music. So now artificial we are game music. mentally present in our game. Okay. So, so all of you who are listening, just remember Daniel is single. So we're going to find out a little bit about oh, him. No. What's a woman's, what's a woman's first impression when they meet you? I'm going to give you some options. A, brilliant. B, hot. Almost on fuego. C, the life of the party, or D, he looks like a guy who will buy me a drink. Oh, gosh. So same again. A? A is brilliant. B is hot, almost on fuego. C is life of the party. And D, he looks like a guy who will buy me a drink. I think it would say life of the party. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, life of the party. Okay, good. Let's see. What's the next question I want to ask you? Okay, what... If you're going on a special date, what what's something that you would do out of these three options? A, dinner night out. B, you go to the beach. I know you live near the beach. Mm-hmm. And C, a candlelight dinner next to the fire. This is with someone who you really like. Oh, I'd do the candlelight dinner next to the fire. Oh, so romantic. <laughs> I can already feel your phone starting to ring. Um, okay, so let's go to the third question. Okay. What's your biggest deal breaker on a first date? Number one, they buy kombucha, they drink kombucha, and then they want to have a burping contest. (laughs) Number two, she brings her cat on the date. Number three, you watch them sprint from the bus and she arrives sweaty. And number four, they are more than 65 seconds late. Oh my God. They're all deal breakers. I would say being late. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yeah, just so you all know, if you're wanting to go on a date with Daniel, he made it very clear we to have this conversation. Yeah. how much he hates when yeah. someone is late. And I explained to him, you know, for girls, it's more important that we look our best when we show up to meet someone for the first time. So you gotta have a little give and take right there. Just was, just yeah, we, this was like an hour conversation that we had because we were both going back and forth about, well, I don't know. <laughs> But I hope that you take that to heart. Okay, number, the last question. This is so fun for me. I love these kind of games when I don't have to be the person answering. Okay, your lover has delicately suggested that your performance in bed is lacking. What's your reaction? A, I'd ask her to tell me what she didn't like and what she prefer. Or B, 
I'd be a little upset and embarrassed, but I get over it. Or C, I naturally assume she's insane and break up with her. <laughs> uh, I would probably ask her, well, what, you know, what could I do different? You know, I'm you'd stay present and mindful. You'd breathe, yeah. right? Just say, hey, what, what's up? <laughs> okay, those were good answers. Good job, Daniel. You passed the test. I passed the test. You passed the test. Yay. Okay, so Daniel, thank you so much. This is, I, I just, Daniel doesn't know, but he's going to be one of my BFFs. I can already tell. And I'm sure he feels exactly the same way, but exactly. I never for so long. But it was so much fun having you, and I've been so excited to have you on the show. And, and I know all the listeners can tell why, because you are so insightful and just have a great energy about yourself. But how can we find out more about you? I know you have a book launching soon. So where can we find out? more about you. Well, uh, most importantly, for those of you that are adventurous, uh, next month I'm taking my final trip to Peru. And um, yeah, we're going to be going to Machu Picchu December 3rd through the 9th. And so that's coming up in 30 days. Woo! Woo! You can go to my website, danielgutierrez.com, hit global events, and you'll see it there. Uh, that You can just sign up for my newsletter there. It, it'll I'll be talking all the time about what's coming up in the book, but also next year uh, I'll be doing uh, not only Peru, I go three times a year to Peru, but I'll also be doing Bali and Tibet. So there's some really cool trips that we'll be taking next year. And we always have a lot of fun and it's very deep and insightful because we practice what we're talking about and that's being mindful. So if it's something that resonates with you, go to my website, find everything there or come on a trip with me better yet next month. You still have time. Okay. I'll start packing. Go, girl. Let's go. <laughs> packing. No I'll be there. It's going to be fun. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You know, you said, don't worry about it next month. Think, be present. So who knows? Yeah, that's right. So next week, I have an incredible guest. Her name is Audrey Hope. She's an expert who helps people overcome addiction issues. So if you use that glass of wine, not the way that Daniel said to do it, you might want to be here. Or if you have a partner who, who, tends to have some issues there that you'll want to be here. She has worked with, with all kinds of people, but a lot of celebrities who you will recognize, Vince Neal, Bobby Brown, Mark Jacobs, Ivana Trump, uh, Mackenzie Phillips, but she also guides people to overcome deep-rooted family trauma issues. I hear this all the time. Even for those of you who think that you are great and it's your partner, there may be some issues back there that, that need to be addressed that you can move forward. So I hope you will be here with us. As always, we sign off with a little gratitude attitude. Remember to say something positive and to show your people who you love, the people who you don't love, that you are grateful for something in them and watch those relationships blossom. Thanks, thanks for being here. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Midori Verity and to find out more about Daniel, if you didn't get to write it down, you don't know how to spell Gutierrez, go to my website, MidoriVerity.com. Go to the show and you will see him there. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the Kick-Ass Relationship Show with Midori Verity. We hope you've enjoyed the show and want to share the love by passing on our web address, midoriverity.com forward slash show to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous shows. This has been a Midori Verity International Production. Join us next time on the Kick-Ass Relationship Show to add passion and fun to enjoy the most extraordinary relationship and life.